Well, this is totally not Danzig, and you're listening to the Shred Shack. Greetings, folks. I'm Dan Mack. Hey, this is Chris Mack. Welcome to you to episode 166 of the Shred Shack Podcast, your premier source of news and uninformed yet heavily biased opinions pertaining to all things heavy metal, airing bi-weekly on iTunes, Mixcloud, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Spotify, as well as airing from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time, Monday nights on Overkill Radio, which is at overkillradio.com. Let's get started with Previously On. So, previously on the Shred Shack Podcast, I have been talking about um, I was listening to some stuff that was inspired by the novel Dune, uh, and I said I was going to kind of follow up and um, continue on with that, uh, just kind of continue on with listening to things that were inspired by the novel and just trying to find some more stuff. Because we had talked about Sand Rider, of course, and uh, To Tame a Land by uh, Iron Maiden. Yeah. Uh, so what else I listened to is a song by Diamond Head their song The Sleeper from their 2019 album The Coffin Train. Um, that song is fucking badass. It's fucking great. Like, of course, it's definitely like fucking, you know, it's kind of like on the nose about what it's about. They're not, they're like, you know, there's no beating around the bush about it, but the music and the and the vocals and everything about it fucking really goddamn good. While I was there, I also decided to listen to an album by a French Alexis Pinhas. Uh, his Acronolips. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Chronolips? Uh, Chronolips? Chronolips? Yeah, we can go with that. Chronolips. Uh, that's from that. 1970 that kind of attracted me to it was that they have it's like the first seven tracks are uh it's called Sir de Theme de um Benny Gesserit, which is all about the sisterhood of the Benny Gesserits. Again, all instrumental. Um then they have a song called Duncan Idaho, which is one of the guys in the book, and then the last song, Paul Atreides, is like this 30 minute instrumental electronic fucking soundscape. It's fucking wild. So I I definitely dug it. It was definitely cool. So right on, right on. Mm. Sorry, I'm eating a pop tart. Hmm. And now I want a pop tart. Fuck. Yeah, I got the s'mores. There's somebody pop-tart. who there's somebody who can endorse those pop tarts. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I'd be all about that. Actually, I haven't had a right. pop tart. Was like in college. So next week I'm probably gonna continue on this like with another like Dune inspired music thing that I come across, so yeah. I'll keep that up. I'll keep that up for a little while. All right. For our previously on. Alright. So, the other thing we also thought about was me checking out the new Jethro Tull single. Uh, what was the name of it again? Um, uh, fuck, the song I can't remember the, the, the name of. I know the album's called Zealot Gene, but the song, yeah. was, the song was something a little bit weird. I forgot. Alright, well, anyway... It was definitely a fucking Jethro Tull song. Uh, and Ian Anderson's voice has not changed, like, ever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's still exactly the fucking same. Uh, and that was pretty great to hear. Um, 
it's like uh, I said, like, well, go ahead. It was called Shoshana Sleeping. Yes, that's the one. Awesome. And in looking it up, they also released another single from the new album, which I'm going to listen to after this show. Oh, there you go. Well, I think we shall both listen. Oh, Sad City Sisters. Okay. Yep. Hell yeah. All right. That's going to be on previously on. We'll talk about that next time. Yep. Sad City Sisters. Uh, but continuing on, this is um, definitely a tall song, like I said, but like like all the good stuff about Jethro Tull um, is in here. The, and the flute, the, the, the kind of like I can see where you where you say where it kind of lacks that older punch, but it still has like a little bit of that crunch in the guitar sound. Yeah, uh, so the, the sound was still very good. Yeah, uh, and I'm actually really like th- th- this one song, which is not typical. Like I usually don't listen to songs out of context of the album, but this one song really makes me interested in seeing what the rest of this album is going to sound like. Yeah, yeah, I'm 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 pretty I'm pretty interested because again, just Death Row Toll as a unit. Hasn't released an album since '99. Yeah, uh, yeah. Excluding, excluding their Christmas album, um, but I know that uh, Ian Anderson has not only continued to uh, to do solo material, he actually made a follow-up to, uh, I believe, "Thick as a Brick." Uh-huh. Uh huh. I think I remember hearing about that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, so I, I'm I'm curious, just you know, what is what is Jethro Tull gonna release in 2021 ish, two ish, whatever, whatever comes out. Right, right. No. For sure, for sure. Also, on the last episode, we had discussed um, a saucer full of Prague. So this was a a, a radio show that mm-hmm. uh, was mentioned in. I think it was um, I think it was about a book that we were talking about. Either way, it doesn't matter. I was wanted. I wanted to find the show. Um, I had a hard time finding it at first because it wasn't. It's not on Spotify. Um, it wasn't on iHeartRadio. I eventually had to find it on Mixcloud um, after finding them on Facebook. Um, the show happens every Saturday night. I think from seven to nine. It's two mm-hmm. hours. Hosted by that guy Steve Plinkington. Um, I listened to one of the archived episodes uh, on Mixcloud from 2018 i think it was or 2000 yeah 2018 because it was three years ago it was right around the time of the world cup so what the, what the what the host was doing is that he was playing a band from each of the countries that were represented in the world cup that year um <laughs> which was really cool because there was a like some bands that you like i'd never even heard of like of course he played some old genesis for for um for england he played old Opened up with uh, Santana from Mexico. They played some, like wild, random shit. It was great. It was a really good show. Like it's something that I, I might want to keep on following up with. Excuse me, going forward, just to kind of like stay up on it and like, maybe find some fucking new bands. You know, yeah, that'd be cool. So, and last but not least, here on um, for previously on, we had talked about off-air records. Uh, they have they. They had just signed um, Anders from In Flames. Uh, his new album was, was going to come out. It actually came out last week. Um, so I found them on I found them on Facebook and on Spotify. Uh, I listened to the Anders record from um, his his uh, project called If Anything Suspicious. Um, that was actually one of my albums of the day. Very very good ambient fucking music, kind of like soundtracky type music. Mm-hmm. 
uh, kind of like in the same vein of like almost uh, Atticus Ross and uh, Trent Reznor with the stuff they do for their scores. Um, gotcha. While I was also listening to that, I also listened to the their first record that they put out with a group called uh, Highland Sleep Collective. Um, again, that was what that was um, ambient music, but it was like a little bit more chill. Like I think Andrews had it was ambient, but it had a little bit of like um, a little bit more minor tones, a little bit more um, a little bit more unease involved. So it's like again, it kind of puts you on the edge of your seat just a tiny bit. But this this one by Highland Sleep Collective was pure fucking chill music. It was pretty. It was pretty great. It's pretty great. So um, I highly recommend people just checking out Off Air Records. Like again, I found them on Facebook and I found them on Spotify. They have two records out on that particular uh, project that they're doing. Uh, Highland Sleep Collective and, and if anything suspicious. Right on. Sounds good. Yeah, badass, badass. But that's it for previously on. All right, so then let's go on to old business. So when we talk about old business, we are unfortunately bringing up Marilyn Manson again. Um, according to Rolling Stone, Marilyn Manson's West Hollywood home was raided by the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department. Special Victims Unit investigators searched the Shock Rockers' home for belongings in connection to the sexual assault allegation against them. The sheriff is quoted as saying, what I can confirm is there was a search warrant that was served this morning. It's confirmed it was Manson's address, his location. It was a search warrant for his belongings. Among the possessions reportedly seized were hard drives and other media storage units. So we'll see how that fucking goes. Um, There's been no update since then. Um, but apparently they, they, before they, before they like bring it to like any kind of like officiate, official like judge or anything like that, they have to go through it all, of course. So, uh, I, I, I hate to know what Marilyn Manson has on, on his media drive. Yeah. I'm, I mean, my, my search engine is bad enough. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's your search engine. This is probably stuff that he's kept and done, you know, personally. So. Mm-hmm. Like you, that doesn't—it never sounds sound good. It doesn't sound good at all. It sounds yeah, fucking exactly. horrible. Yeah, so, this is gonna, this is gonna be, this will, this will come back in a few weeks, I'm sure. So. Oh man. All right, but that's it for old business, fortunately. So. All right. So then we go on to new business, and with new business, we talk about new album releases. Um, shit, what came out in the last two weeks? <laughs> well, let me tell you. Let me tell you. Okay. Uh, again, I'm just going to go through and kind of like make my notes here. A little quick notes, nothing nothing crazy. Uh, so a band called Arch Goat, their album is called Worship the Eternal Darkness. Um, pretty good death metal. Not bad, just nothing really new. You know, mm-hmm. just, it's pretty much, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to like, I don't want to take anything away from the band because like, again, it's good. It's just like, it's not groundbreaking, you know? Yeah. Um, Cynic has a new record out called Ascension Codes. Um, it's great proggy stuff. It's very similar to like the Porcupine Tree vibe, uh, mm-hmm. which I really dig. So that was that was really fucking good to listen to. Let's see. Oh, Hypocrisy, their new album Worship came out, and I wrote down here, holy fuck, some in your face melodic death metal. All right, <laughs> one minute and thirteen seconds into the title track is fucking face melting. So. Check that mm. shit out. <laughs> nice. uh, that, was, that was that was it was very surprising because it started off kind of slow and then all of a sudden mm. like it fucking it ripped it ripped into you. Um, 
I listened to the the Ocean's Live album, and that was really good. Um, this one, these guy, this is pretty like intense because uh, Devin Townsend came out with not one but two records in the past mm-hmm. two weeks. Um, yeah. One one called The Puzzle, the other one called Snuggles. All right, so Snuggles is pretty much purely an ambient record. Uh, in much of the same vein as I was talking about with um, the off-air stuff. Yeah. Like, very good, chill music, just kind of like really play in the background while you're meditating kind of shit. Awesome. Great stuff. And then uh, the puzzle was a little bit weirder. Like there was some fucking, there was some ambient stuff in there, but there's a lot more avant-garde type of things going on. Like he had some fucking weird-ass jazz saxophone thing going on in a couple of the tracks that were that was really good. Just a mm-hmm. lot of weird play with uh, with structure and tone. I believe Anarchy's back on the record to do some, some vocals on it for him. Um, again, in my eyes, this man can do no wrong. So anytime he's experiments with something, it's, it's something to listen to and it's something to get mm-hmm. excited about. And these two records are no exception. So... All right. Um, I already mentioned, if anything suspicious, their album, by the way, is called Lullabies for the Damned. That's the off-air records uh, project from Anders from In Flames. Um, Coronatus. Coronatus, I'm going to go with this. Okay. Uh, their, their new album, Atmosphere, their symphonic metal uh, with what I think uh, is definitely two female singers. I looked them up on Facebook. And it's kind of like mixing Taria and Annette uh, era Nightwish. Uh, styles. Um, the only issue I had with this record, the only issue I had with this record was I, I think that A, the vocals were a little dry. Like, there wasn't enough, uh, like, reverb or stuff on it. Like, there, it was just it was just too, like, too, like I said, too dry. There, there needed to be something to add a little bit of volume to the vocals. And the vocals were a little too far forward in the mix. Like it, they kind of overpower the rest of the music at times, and I felt that was a little that was a little off-putting. Like it could have just sounded a little bit better with a little bit of little bit of effects on the vocals, and the vocals pulled back just a little bit. Um, the Browning End of Existence, um, kind of like a, a metal deathcore with a tinge of like electronica involved. Um, so. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Again, nothing really groundbreaking, but, you know, it was enjoyable. And last but not least here, I listened to the new album by Volbeat, Servant of the Mind. And just like the the last two or three Volbeat records, I need to listen to it more to get into it. Like, on first listen, like, it was good, but, like, nothing really caught my my attention too much. And like I said, this happened, like, the last two or three records of theirs. But after, like, Two or three listens, I always find at least two or three tracks that are like, yeah, this is awesome. So once I follow up with that, I'll be able to say, yeah, this album's really fucking good. I did not listen to Volbeat yet. I actually haven't caught up. I haven't caught up to Volbeat past um, uh, Outlaw Gentleman and Shady Ladies. So. Oh wow! So you're missing like two or three records in between. After yeah, that. I've fallen behind with them. So. But, oh, so but you, you need to get seal the deal on Let's Boogie. That's that. That's a pretty rocking album. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm gonna go through um, our 
albums of the day and then kind of do a quick one two about other things that i've i've been listening to sounds um, good to me now we left off we left off around the 26th or the 27th and we actually have one um for both of those days because i cheated and listened to uh um two albums and i wanted to put them both up so um I don't think you, I don't sure if you had one or not. Uh, it's either Scowl or Gone Mage? No. No? Okay. So um, then I put up Biohazard, Reborn in Defiance, which is the, like, the one album that Biohazard released without Evan Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. And it was good. Um, and then, of course, listen to Black Sabbath Live Evil, because why not? You know. Of course. Yeah. Well, yeah. Great record. Uh, next day up, you picked Porcupine Tree, Fear of a Blank Planet. Yeah, um, I know they're coming out with the record, and I was in the mood for some prog, and I haven't listened to Porcupine Tree in a while, and usually when I listen to Porcupine Tree, I go to In, Abs- in Absentia, um, but I wanted something different, and I picked this one. Mm-hmm. I think this is one of the few albums of theirs that I, that I actually own, I think. I have I have two of them. One of them is like Voyage Thirty Four or something like that. But uh-huh, um, yeah, yeah. The one I chose for that day was Slayer Repentless because um, I don't wow. think I I don't think I've honestly given that album a listen since the first time I listened to it the day I bought it. Yeah, that was like what 2016. That was a long ass time ago. <laughs> um, you did the Highland Park Sleep Collective. Yep, that's the uh, that's what I talked about from the Off Air project. That's the ambient record. It's very good, like I said. So I can't can't really tell you too much more about that. I can tell you that it was a good day because I listened to Ice Cube the Predator. <laughs> oh damn! <laughs> and it was a good day. <laughs> nice. That's fucking um, crazy. Next day up, uh, I believe you were, uh, I believe this one was you, Lacrimus Profundier? Profundieri. Profundieri? Yeah. Um, The reason I listened to them is because they came up across on the uh, Sauce Full of Prague radio show that I listened to. Uh, I was like, yes. And I've I've listened to them before. As a matter of fact, our friend Lou, way back when, we're talking like 10, 15 years ago, probably 15 at this point, he made me a, a mix CD one day and it had, mm-hmm. had this band on it. And I was like, Oh my God, these guys are badass!" And I, and I downloaded a bunch of their albums on my, my old iPod. Um, and yeah, they're, they're pretty great. So um, I was, I was stoked that they were on the, that particular radio show and to keep, to kind of follow up with that. Yeah. I listened to uh wasp, the last command. Um, I find myself as I as I listen to more Wasp, I really really like them. Uh-huh, um, uh-huh. And this one, um, it had one of their one of their, I guess, bigger singles, which was Wild Child. But like just that that '80s hard rock, you know, that cock rock kind of sound. It was it's it's just fun. I like it a lot. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I get it. Not my not my like my favorite cup of tea, but I understand it. Yeah. Um, you might have done Within Temptation the next day. I I did do Within Temptation. It's because it was the the Iron Maiden con, uh, tour was announced, and I saw that the second half of the tour, Within Temptation is opening up for them, and I was kind of jealous. 
because uh, the guys in New York are going to be able to see that show. Um, and I was like, well, I love trivia, so don't get me wrong. I'm all about trivia, but I've seen them a couple of times, but I really have loved to have seen Within Temptation because um, yeah. I've been following them for a while now. Mm-hmm. I picked um, I picked Lordy, uh, Master Beast from the Moon, um, which is one of the seven albums from the Lord of Diversity uh, box set. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say much about the box set except um, that it is everything it needs to be. Like, basically, if you if you wanted to if 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 you wanted to go out there and write music that really like like that it reflects what inspired you, Lori just did that in spades. Uh-huh. Like, uh-huh. That was it. And the fact that it was seven albums, it was originally supposed to be ten albums. Shut up. It was supposed to be ten. Like the the main guy, Mr. Lordy, wanted ten albums, and they the the record label knocked it down to seven. But each album sounds very different from each other. That is wild. And. Um, the one that w- digitally they're they're releasing them one by one. So the first one that they released is the one that's uh, kind of disco era. So uh-huh. like I I literally mean like disco. That's and fucking crazy. The one that they did, the one they just released yesterday was their like really heavy metal influenced one, um, which is basically the one that was influenced by like Anthrax and Metallica and Pantera. How did that one sound? It's good. Uh, it, it's basically between that album and um, they did one that's kind of like um, like 80s rock. Uh-huh. Like, if you do those two albums and combine them, that's their standard sound. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, now, now, now the thing about Master Beast from the Moon is that this is their album that was inspired by like Pink Floyd and Rush. Oh shit! Yeah, so it's like it's it's kind of proggy, and I really enjoyed it. So, nice. but I'll go. I'm gonna go into more detail about it in the future. Cool, cool, cool. That's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah. I'm probably gonna well, wait until yeah. all seven of them come out before I start listening to them. Yeah, you got basically when uh, that that happens in February. The last one comes out mid February. Yeah, because like one a week, right? Uh, kind of one every one every two weeks. Okay, I got you. I got you. Two, got two you. are out okay. now. And you still need five more. So okay. Okay. Every two three weeks or so. Sounds um, cool. Next one up. Um, I'm going to. I'm I'm not sure which one you did. Life of Agony. Well, yeah. I, I listened to Life of Agony because on that particular Within Temptation record I listened to, she does a duet mm-hmm. with Mina Caputo. Uh-huh. And I was like, well, of course, now I have to listen to fucking Life of Agony. And, of course, I picked the classic River Runs Red. Yeah. Which I think I finally got a copy of recently. Oh, man. That, that, that fucking wonderful. I listened to System of a Down Mesmerize, which I think I mentioned last time, but I finally put it as album of the day. Um and that album I just adore. So Oh yeah. Um next one up, did you do 
ISIS or was that that bird? I I don't think I think that that's a Saturday, so I don't think I did anything. I did I did Motley Crue Theater of Pain. Okay. Um, I haven't listened to very much Motley Crue. Uh, I I have I have a lot of the albums. I've given them passive listens in the past, so I I figured you know start where I hadn't listened to, um, and this is the one that has "Smoking in the Boys' Room," a song that I hate, um, <laughs> and it has "Home Sweet Home," which is a song that is really growing on me. Oh really? Wow. Okay. It's, start, it's starting to grow on me. It's 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 probably the least worst of a lot of '80s ballads. We'll say that. Okay, the least worst. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I guess that's good. I guess that's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> That'll do. Uh, That'll do, big. That'll do. Next one up, uh, you. Uh, let me see if I skipped one by accident. I think I did. No, no I think you're. No, I think you're right on it. You're right on it. Uh, you did the puzzle, Devin Townsend. Of course, I did. And I did opera Diabolicus, Death on a Pale Horse, and I forgot what that sounded like. God damn it! But it was good. Uh, see, I've, I've been getting better about keeping my notes here. So. Well, fuck you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, you did Jeff Toll, Aqualung. Yeah, well, I listened to the new fucking single, and I was like, all right, well, now I've got to listen to some classic fucking Toll, and this is this is one of the best albums ever written. So yeah, almost as classic as you can as as you can get. So yeah, just just about. Yeah, like there's there's not a single bad song on that record. Like, and it flows so fucking well. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, like some like albums just don't flow. Like sometimes they just don't flow as well as they used to. Like I, I hate to sound like an old man, but God damn it! Like like I don't know like like the thought process behind some of these records, but like the way they fucking just progress from the opening track to the closing track, there's just some kind of fucking magic between those fucking those moments. It depends on it depends on the artist really because like. That's one of the things that I I consider when I listen to an album is like okay does this track flow into this track flow into the next does it does it does it like ebb and flow in quality um, that's one of the things I point out with the new accept album is like you're used to accept coming out and punching you in the face and the first track on, on their latest album I'm like the song is kind of boring. Oh and shit. Then the, and then the next song punches you in the face. It's like, where was this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like it's all about the, the like not, not just the flow, but like the like the pace. Like again, one of the flow is kind of like the pacing of it. Like I think that's what some of the problems that you like we had discussed on like the last couple of Iron Maiden records is that like they kind of got into a pacing problem, like where they had like a bunch of bangers like right in the beginning, and then they got into like their slower like plotting, more progressive songs like in a row. It's like if yeah. they mix them up a little bit, like the album wouldn't be as fucking like as draining as it was, you know? Yeah. Um, next one up, you did Silent Civilian. Yes, I did. Uh, I think it's Rebirth of the Temple. Um, I have a, a list of of albums here, uh, and for uh, what else I've been listening to that I called uh my peak listening, uh, and that has to do with work. So I will get into that when we get to that part of the segment. And actually, that's like the next like two uh, records of the day. Okay. Um, I did Suicide Silence. This was actually one of the first times I listened to them. Uh-huh. Um, 
and part of that was because of Black Friday, which I will discuss a little bit later. Awesome. Um, but it's a band that I had heard about for so long, never gave a chance to, gave it, gave them a chance. I can't say anything groundbreaking or special, but good. So. Really? That's a, that's yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. Because they're, they're, they're like almost like pure metalcore, right? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. But I I like them. So Cool. I that is no. Um next one up, you did periphery. Of course you did. Of course, of course I did. Course okay, that, did. that goes into what I'm listening to at work, which I'll get into in a little in a little bit. Um and then I listened to Lord Dying, which um I I know a few months ago their last album was one of my albums of the day. And um, I recently got their first two albums, and this was their debut album. Um, and good, good riffage. I wish the vocals were a little cleaner um, to go along with some of the some of the sound of it, but that's that's a minor complaint for the overall product of it. It was good. Cool, so, cool. Uh, you did Black Sabbath Master of Reality the following day. Yes, that has to do with a rabbit hole, which I will talk about later. Um, I listened to Obituary, uh, Inked in Blood, for several okay, reasons. Okay. Several reasons um, that I will that, that will be discussed. But um, another band that I, I'm I'm getting more of their albums, and I'm getting more into them as time goes on. And this was a little different than I was expecting because when I think I think obituary, I think death metal, and I think of like you know straightforward blast beats and all that kind of stuff. And this was a little bit slower. Oh, really? Um, Interesting. Okay, is it, is it a little it bit slower and, and like like not like not like how Slayer slowed down from being thrash metal to South of Heaven seasons yeah, of yeah, this, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. like. It still had those. It still had like a lot of the heavier moments, just without less, with less of those those moments that are just you know tear your head off, headbanging kind of things. Gotcha, um, gotcha, gotcha. But um, vocals were were harsh, but you can understand them. Um, but it was it was actually a, it was a really good record, and I I I need to listen to them like their classic stuff to get get a better gauge because this this album came out in like 2019 or something like that. Yeah, so just this is more, more recent. Yeah, yeah. Um, next, I want to make reference uh, to the um, the meme i posted of the when you when you hear a death metal song cover of christmas song oh yeah and I, and I want to give myself all the credit for being so fucking clever to say explains the fox news tree <laughs> nice because that was funny that was um, pretty good next one up you did merciful fate time yep just killing some knocking out some merciful fate buddy and I did Unrequited, which you did today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Double dose, back to back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Unrequited. Unrequited, um, I, I can't remember. Right now, like, I'm looking at my I'm looking at my Internet Explorer because I have Internet Explorer and I have Mozilla Firefox up. And right now, the entire top, tab thing where everything pops up for internet explorer 
is all Instagram pages because I'm doing research right now for like bands and bands to follow. Uh-huh. And when we get when we get follows, when we get certain when we get messages and things like that, I start to do a little research and see like, okay, are these guys good? Do I want to follow them? And unrequited, I think I think came up as a suggestion. And I and I listened to the album and I was like, this is great. And I listened and and I and I was listening to it in such a way that I was like, okay, there's there's some of those like some of that that black metal uh, kind of what, what what do you call it like like shoegaze sound or something like that uh-huh, uh-huh. a little bit of that but it had so much extra prog to it oh yeah yeah it had so many different elements going on that it was like a little bit all over the place but it worked out really well, well and I was I like and, and, I, and listening to it I was like Chris is gonna like this this is gonna be him working out in the gym this is him. Well, I, as soon as you sent it to me, I turned it on. I was at work when you sent it to me, and I turned it on immediately, and it was fucking, it was wonderful. Yeah. It was so good. Yeah. So there's that. Um, uh-huh. Another one that we did for today uh, that was not mine, but uh, came from me uh, because we got followed by the band on Instagram was Blessings Record, um, which is a lot more along the lines of, of what Bird likes, which is kind of a little bit post-hardcore kind of stuff. I was going to say, like, all right, cool, all right, all right. But I finally sat there and listened to Bellacore. Nice! And I was very, very much pleased with what I heard. Uh, so, yeah, I would assume so. Yeah, so, so again, you know, again, with my Instagram research, I followed their page. Um, I listened to Vessel. Um, I'm gonna listen to probably another one of their albums soon, um, but it was it was time for me to give them the opportunity that they deserved, and I was very pleasantly. Uh, I don't even want to say surprised. I was just very pleased. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah, um, but aside from that, I mean, I can't think of anything else I've really been listening to. Um, I have a lot to listen to right now um, because of the Instagram search and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I have, um, I still have one more Lordy album to listen to from the box set. And that's their one that, that is basically inspired by White Zombie and Nine Inch Nails. Oh, so a little industrial. Yes. Like they, they, they make a fake timeline as to when they were released. So like the 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 big heavy metal one that I was talking about they just released was allegedly released in 1991. Oh, okay. So you know like that's when Metallica was getting to their commercial fame, Pantera yeah. was coming on and whatnot, and and so on and so forth. And then 90, you know 94, 95, you're talking about the downward spiral. You're talking about um, you're talking about. Um, that might have been roughly the time where uh, Less Exorcist uh, came out. Um, I think it was before More Human Than Human, uh, not More Human Than Human, uh, Astro Tree 2000. So it's kind of, it kind of gets that that vibe. Um, yeah, that I, yeah. Allegedly, I have to hear it, but uh, that is the next one I have to listen to, um, which will happen soon. Badass, badass. Then, Pretty much what I got. Gotcha. All right. So, uh, I've been listening to 
I've been reading a lot again, so I've, Disney's like something in the background. So like again, I, I typically go for like either soundtracks or just like instrumental, like mellow stuff. Um, yeah. So first thing I went with was the Interstellar soundtrack because I had just watched Interstellar the week before. Okay. Um, the Christopher Nolan movie, uh, scored by Hans Zimmer, of course. Um, and then I went for more ambient stuff, especially after listening to the off-air thing. So on on Spotify, there's a there's something called Focus Music playlists, and that's kind of like um, it's kind of like piano uh, and string stuff. So it's almost orchestral, but like not full-on orchestra stuff. But mm-hmm. then like then for pure ambience, I went I I have I found a playlist called Floating Through Space, and it, it literally is just fucking pure ambience. Like it's fucking just like modular sounds and it's like it's it's cool it's again it's just to kind of fill the the noise to kind of distract me from everything outside while i focus on reading um i listened to our podcast at least the first half of our last podcast to kind of prepare for this week um of course i've been listening to my my other favorite podcast which is the, the dune pod guys um and i listened to bruce dickinson's podcast this one they they him and his buddy um we discussed uh, Bruce Dickinson being a psychopath on this one, and it turns out that he is a he is low on the psychopath psychopathic spectrum, but in mm-hmm. a good way, in a good way. So very uh, very interesting stuff on that podcast. Awesome. awesome. And then my last bit of other stuff I've been listening to, aside from my rabbit hole, which I'll get into later. Uh, I call this one peak season listening because we are in peak season at uh, my job right now, and I've been le- working a couple extra hours here and there, uh, and it's going to be a lot of time to like listen to other stuff, to listen to more heavier stuff and more uh, familiar stuff while working. So again, I'm not distracted, but I'm also entertained. Uh, so I've been, I listened to the last two Trivium records, which of course is uh, What the Dead Men Say and In the Court of the Dragon. Um, the last two Gorgira records, Fortitude and Magma. I listened to Tool, Fear Inoculum, and Anima. Uh, Devin Townsend, Empath. Uh, Silent Civilian, Rebirth of Temple, which is one of my albums of the day. Uh, Periphery, uh, I listened to Juggernaut, Alpha, and Omega, so both of those records. Incubus, Morning View, out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, Behemoth, Evangelion, the one that got me into them to Behemoth in the first place. So that's what I've been listening to at at work while kicking ass. Right on, right on. Yeah. So that's what I've been listening to. It's been, like I said, it's been kind of a little all over the place. So it's been, it's actually been fucking great. Sounds good. Um, I think that would be it for uh, album releases and new business. Yeah, yeah. So let's carry on to general news. All right. First up in general news is obituaries, unfortunately. J.J. Uh, Phillips, the metal mafia guitar uh, keyboardist who appeared on the reality competition show America's Got Talent, has passed away. He was only 30 years old. According to TMZ, Phillips passed after a battle with COVID-19 over Thanksgiving and that he had not yet been vaccinated. J.J. first appeared on Season 4 of America's Got Talent in 2019 as a keyboardist act, but was eliminated early on. He came back to the show for Season 12, which I think they got the dates backwards, by the way. Because yeah. it, says, it says Season 12 in 2017, but it was on Season 4 in 2019. But anyway, 
Oh, it might be 2009, maybe. Yeah. That probably makes more sense. Okay, anyway. Uh, before being let go before the quarterfinals, quarterfinals, Metal Mafia has released five albums as a hybrid metal group. Unfortunately, he passed away. COVID-19, still a fucking thing, people. I think I think I saw a, a video of this person uh, playing. Um, maybe they were playing the uh, the guitar or something. I don't I don't remember, but I would assume uh, so because if it's like if they're a keyboard act, I mean a key. If you're a keyboard act, a guitar has to get involved at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got you. But um, yeah, I don't know much else about this person, but but. For some reason, I've heard the name Metal Mafia several times. I don't know where. That's interesting. Yeah, so I gotta figure that one out. That's interesting. You know what? I'm gonna add that to previously on Metal Mafia, just to check them out, see what's up. Right on. Just to check them out and see what's up. All right, let me just type that in, and then we'll get rolling. Yeah. No. Metal. Mafia. Very good. All right. Let's see. We're into general news now. General, general news. All right. August Burns Red frontman Jake Lures sat out the remaining shows of the band's current tour in order to tend to, quote, an emergency situation. Filling in for him was Convictions vocalist Michael Felker. Uh, Lures is expected to rejoin his bandmates in time for their Christmas Burns Red dates later this month. No word on what the situation was. All right. Um, Megadeth. Megadeth. Okay. I, I, I was just saying better enough to know then, I guess. Yeah, yeah. All right. Megadeth has launched its own cryptocurrency, dollar sign Mega. So I don't know if I'm supposed to pronounce it Smega or dollar Mega. I, I don't know. Um, by buying, holding, and transacting with uh, this cryptocurrency, Megadeth fans will gain access to exclusives and premier premium benefits. Members of Cyber Army, Megadeth's official fan club, that also hold the cryptocurrency will unlock additional exclusives, access, and offers. Premium and digital Cyber Army members automatically get some free Smega. Really, they could have done a better a better name for this because it's too close to Smegma, and I don't need to have cryptocurrency that is all close enough to dick cheese. <laughs> oh, it's too much. It's too much. Yeah, totally too much. No. Uh, ACDC's Back in Black has topped Rolling Stone Australia's list of the 200 greatest Australian albums of all time. The legendary rockers also appear on the list three more times with Highway to Hell at number 29, Dirty Deeds, Done Dirt Cheap at number 60, and Powerage at number 136. I don't know why, like, the top, like, 23 albums on the list aren't just ACDC. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I want to know where Silverchair lies lies in that record, uh, that list there. <laughs> or, the, or the Men Down Under. Like, what, what, what are we getting here? What's going on? Oh, uh, oh Men Without Hats? Or men at, men at work. Men at work. Men at work. Because okay. they come from the land down under. Men at work. That's who I'm thinking of. God damn. <laughs> All right. That's it for general news. Going to be a quick kind of uh, 
news week this week. Right. Um, hopefully, our that that just means our discussion is going to be badass. All right. So let it be written. So the latest addition to the ever-expanding range from UK independent publisher Rock and Roll Coloring is the first official coloring book from Megadeth. It features 25 classic designs from genre-defying albums such as Rust in Peace, Peace Sells But Who's Buying, and Killing Is My Business, and Business Is Good, as well as many other iconic images from the band's illustrious career. Coloring Coloring books, dude. Oh, dude, that's pretty badass. For real. I mean, like, it's a consideration for the kids, you know, when they get maybe a, a little bit more into music. You know, just be like, hey, buddy, why don't you just uh, color this instead yeah. of, you know, whatever. And they they should totally do one for Iron Maiden. And then, I, I'm, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that already exists. I think we may have already mentioned that before in a previous episode. You know I what? Would, I would Previously be on. Previously on, we are going to find out if the Iron Maiden one exists. So let me allow me to do that. Okay. Okay. So that's it for So Let It Be Written. Um, we have nothing for not spreading disease for the first time in a long time, it feels like. Thank God. So nothing's been, like, I guess anything that's been postponed or canceled, that's it's it's been done. And now we're just trying to, to get by. And I think the first major show that I have coming up next year is Tool in February. So that's going to be exciting. Yeah, you're going there, aren't you? yeah, yeah, yeah. Brandy surprised me with tickets to that. I'm, I'm pretty, I, I'm pretty stoked. I'm pretty pumped. You know, but, I mean, I haven't seen I haven't seen Tool in what seven years at this point. It's been it's been a long time. Right on. Right on. All right, he's the one they call Doctor Feel. Not so good. Rage Against the Machine drummer Brad Wilk has once again undergone surgery to repair a torn meniscus. Seven months after having the operation on his right leg, Wilk went under the knife to repair torn cartilage in his left leg. Left leg was like, hey, don't leave me out of this. Yeah, it's like we gotta be symmetrical, buddy. We got we 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 gotta we gotta keep things even here. They take you down. Bam. Yep. All right. Anything? Nothing else for that one. Uh, I'm getting better. I think I'll go for a walk. Uh, nothing new, just yet. With that, I mean, I'm still looking forward to hearing about how Blaze Bailey surgery went. So, not Blaze Bailey. Yes, please. No, Diano, Diano, Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I still haven't seen anything about that yet, so hopefully that went well for him. We'll find out. All right, nobody's breaking the law at the moment, uh, but there is some news about Metallica. You know, they exist, and we follow. Of course you uh, do. So this is about their 40th anniversary live streams here. All right, so I'm reading, I'm reading directly from the article, so please bear with me. The Coda Collection will present an exclusive global live streaming event, 40 Years of Metallica, a special two-night event celebrating 40 years of Metallica. Powered by streaming partners Amazon Music and Prime Video Channels, the exclusive free global live stream will showcase the band's full hometown performances on December 17th and December 19th at San Francisco's Chase Center. All right, 
While in-person tickets were available exclusively to members of the group's fifth member fan club, Metallica fans across the globe will be able to view both performances live from home or on mobile via Amazon Music, Amazon Music's Twitch channel, and Prime Video. With or without Prime On Demand viewing membership, which is pretty cool. Uh, the shows will then be made available exclusively at the Coda Collection Prime Video channel for subsequent viewing. Metallica fans will also be able to watch films featured as part of the San Francisco Takeover Film Fest, including Cunning Stunts, uh, a live show from Mexico, at, at, at the Coda Collection Prime Video channel. So this is pretty fucking cool. Mm-hmm. This is pretty cool. Um, just the last bit here is that uh, the 40th anniversary live stream and films are just beginning, kicking off an extensive partnership between the Coda Collection and Metallica, which will include a full slate of concert films, documentaries, and additional content spanning the band's career, arriving on the channel exclusively throughout 2022, alongside popular musicians, music films from the likes of Foo Fighters, Jimi Hendrix, Grateful Dead, and many more. So this is just the beginning of what the Coda Collection and Metallica are up to. Cool, cool. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty pumped because um I'm gonna definitely go check out those uh, those concerts for sure because I have right. Amazon Prime. I'm gonna do it. Well, that 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 can come up later, which I'll I'll make mention of. Uh, it was something new. Cool, badass. Like it. I like it. I like. All right, let's get into uh, feuding. All right, so we have to talk about every time I die. All right, so I'm just reading from the article that's been updated uh, since the beginning here. So it looks like every time I die says that it's working on its issues with singer Jeff Buckley, uh, Keith Buckley, privately. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Buckley's that guy. Yeah, I'm sorry. My mistake. Um. On Friday, December 3rd, the band announced that it would play the last three concerts of its current tour without Buckley, explaining that the frontman was taking time off from the road to rest and prepare for the band's upcoming holiday shows, the annual events dubbed EID The Season. Tid The Season. That makes sense. Okay. Uh, Buckley later issued a statement on social media in which he accused his brother, every time I die guitarist Jordan Buckley, and his other bandmates of of plotting? Oh, yeah, I guess so, because I just misspelled. Or right, plotting to replace me this entire time. He added that he has been, he was being ostracized from the band he had built for 20 years because I made a decision to do whatever it took to be a good human being. Uh, I have no idea what any of this means. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Do you have any idea? Nope, not a clue. Just, huh. it, it, it sounds like... It's it it sounds strange and and unfortunate and maybe there's mutiny or maybe there's maybe there's oh I don't know I'm just reading a little bit later on is that um like a few days after they said that they're going to to play the last three shows without Buckley they canceled the last three shows to kind of deal with these issues with Keith before the holiday weekend the holiday gigs wow. So, so shit's fucked up. Yeah. Wow, I I don't get it. I don't get it. Nope, I have no idea. I guess we'll find out next time. I guess so. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But that's those are people feuding. Yep, that's right. Um, People feuding over the uh, holidays. Yep. 
Yep, sounds sounds like family. Sounds like family. All right, nothing new for Alcoholica. Nothing new for Hardwired. Let's get into some merchandising. All right. So Iron Maiden and Marvel have collaborated to create a unique collection of merchandise. Fans of both will be dealt a wide assortment of apparel and accessories that highlight iconic Marvel characters and the notorious otherworldly character Eddie. This collaboration interweaves the universe of both brands with designs that pay tribute to Wolverine, Venom, Thanos, and Deadpool in unique variations of iconic album and single artwork such as Fear of the Dark, The Trooper, and Killers. Dude, a fucking uh, a fucking Thanos version of Eddie would just be awesome. Right? Yeah, I'm I'm pretty pumped, and like I I'm I'm gonna I'm it's gonna be cool, kind of cool to see like what they do with like the the Marvel characters integrated into like the style of the the artwork. Yeah. Um, the, the, of the cover albums and like for like you know Fear the Dark the Trooper and stuff like that. Like that's yeah. gonna be pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, that's exciting. That's exciting. I mean, the easiest one to do right away is, is Wolverine as the Trooper because you know he's like a hundred some odd years old, so it kind of makes sense. So mm-hmm. I mean, that that's just a pretty much like that's a home run right there for me. Um, East Coast Rock Apparel has teamed up with Cannibal Corpse to create CEC branded Cannibal Corpse branded butchered body beard oil made with argan. Gojoba, Gogoba, Gojoba. Sweet almond oil and a secret concoction of essential oils. The scent is clean with an earthy, woodsy smell. Beard oils are awesome. Let me I'm just not buying it right now or anything like that. No big deal. It's just funny because like I don't think I don't like I'm trying to think of any member of the band that has a beard. Oh, dude, dude, actually, I have, I have, a, I have part of a story to tell regarding that uh, later on. It does involve cannibal corpse and beards, so. Oh, okay, now I'm excited now. All right, here we go. Let's finish this up and keep on moving so we can get to that point. All right, Knuckle Bones has announced the Iron Maiden Number of the Beast 3D vinyl statue. This is a limited edition statue. Only 1,982 will be cast for Iron Maiden superfans worldwide. Shipping is estimated for spring of 2022. Unrelated to that, I have just saved the page where I can buy the Cannibal Corpse beard oil. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> there you go. Shred Shack tried. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. That's not a bad idea. All right. We'll come in there all the fucking bristly fucking looking and then and then smooth our shit out with some Cannibal Corpse beard oil. <laughs> That's That sounds like a great idea. Yeah, yeah. All right. Mm. Coffee. All right. No one's got any puzzles coming out anytime soon, and we are coming into our first commercial break. Greetings, Metalheads. Dan Mack here, and if you're a fan of putting a little heat on your meal, spice up your life with one of the many hot sauce flavors available from our sponsors at Hella Hot Hot Sauce. All natural, no preservative, and California-made Hella Hot Hot Sauce provides small-batch artisan hot sauces made from fruit and pepper blends that emphasize aroma, taste, and, of course, heat. With several flavors available, some seasonal, others year-round, and collaborations with members of Ghoul, Exhumed, Guar, and Hatebreed, there are plenty of options to suit your palate. Head over to HellaHotHotSauce.com and buy up a couple bottles now. 
Recording release news. Recording release news. Let's do it. All right. So let's get to the studio first. Guitarist Oscar Drongyak, Drongyak of Hammerfall has confirmed that the band has completed work on a new studio album to be released in 2022. The music for the disc was once again recorded with Friedrich Nordstrom of Studio Friedman at Castle Black Studios, uh, while the vocals were laid down with Jacob Hansen at Hansen Studios in Denmark. I still have to catch up to the last Hammerfall album, goddammit. Buddy. They're pretty, they're, they're pretty prolific. They come out with an album every couple of years. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's how elemental works. I know. Speaking of prolific, I mean, God damn it. Voivob released their new studio album, Synchro Anarchy, on February 11th, 2022, via Century Media Records. This is the follow-up to 2018's The Wake. Uh, it was produced by Francis Perrone at uh, Radicart Studio and features cover artwork Cover art created by Voivod drummer Michael Away Lang- Langvin. Langvin, yeah. That's another I band to that. get more attention to. For sure. I mean, I, the only uh, only thing I've ever listened to with Voivod was the one album they did with Jason Newstead, and I think like considering like these guys are, are are pretty prolific and they're very highly regarded, from what I understand. Yeah. Uh, they're also considered progressive, so that's like something that like you know I should be listening to. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's just something I need to follow up on. Maybe I should add to my fucking peak season listening to next week. I feel like progressing is kind of a loose sense for them, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's also, I think it's it's just that that term just kind of gets gets thrown around a little loosely as well. Yeah. Once it's it's not like like thrash or straight up like fucking metal or like easily defined like metalcore or anything like that, they're like, yeah, they're progressive. And God forbid you do a concept record, then you're definitely progressive. <laughs> yeah, I can go with that. <laughs> uh, Steve Vai and Favorite Nations mascot label group have announced his new studio album titled Inviolate will be released digitally and on CD January 28, 2022. The LP will follow on March 18th. Uh, explain the title of the tour. Hmm. That's right, he's coming to town, isn't he? Yes, he is. Last but not least here, Crowbar will release its new album, Zero and Below, on March 4th, 2022. That's exciting. That is exciting. All right, no one's got any live records coming out. Oh, no, what did I do? You broke it? No, I'm good, I'm good. Okay, don't break it. All right. Rewind, replay, rebound, reissued. Seven Dust released a digital expanded edition of its latest album, Blood and Stone, this past Friday, December 10th. The new Blood and Stone Deluxe contains five new tracks, including three never-before-released remixes and two newly recorded songs. Jake Bowen of Periphery, Richard Winkander of Fire from the Gods, and Justin DeBlayek, formerly of Ice Nine Kills, provide remixes, and the band finished recording all I really know and what you are specifically for this release. Bloodstone Deluxe is being released via all digital platform uh, partners via Rise Records and was produced by Michael Elvis Baschetti. That is cool. I, I need to listen to the album more, the actual album. I, I just need to catch up on, on Seven Dust in general because I think I lost track of them like 
like after Kill the Flaw, to tell you the truth. I don't think there was too much after that, honestly. It was, uh, I think there was two albums after that. Still, that's enough. Yeah. Still enough to fall behind. Mm. All right, we got uh, a little extra here. So, we got the good that men and women do, which is nothing. Nothing. It's Christmas, you motherfuckers. For real. I mean, whatever. All right. Um,. I think we're going to do this. Is This is going to be the last time we follow up on some of the ones that I've been following, um, specifically for Scott Fozzie O'Hare, the former road manager for Queensryche. He's looking for some help after having a series of strokes. Um, he is looking for $25,000 to help him out for his medical bills, etc. He's at $15,910. Um, donations has definitely slowed down with the last donation coming at 13 days ago 12 days ago is the most recent one sorry 12 days ago mm. so that'll be the last time we check in with him unfortunately and the last one part of the last time we're going to check in on this one as well um roger Merritt, the uh frontman of agnostic front he's had some issues as well and he's looking to help with his medical bills three hundred thousand dollars is his goal He's raised 162,975. Um, his donations are still trickling in, um, kind of slowly. I mean, one was like an hour ago, five hours ago, nine hours ago. Uh, but it's just, you know, anything helps, of course, for these people with medical bills. Anything can help. So, uh, but we will probably not be following up with that anytime soon. All right, you got one today. It looks like. I do. I, mean, I just happened to cross Kickstarter and um, found one, found a metal project um, called Contumacy. It's a, uh, it's basically a one-man heavy metal band from Jordan. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. He's, he's trying to uh, release his debut album. Um, so in the video that uh, he describes everything in, you can hear the music in the background, which sounds pretty good. It's just you don't get to hear like you know full on what what the, the song sounds like. But putting together the album, uh, the goal um, uh, originally in euros, uh, but translated over to American uh, dollars, it is three thousand nine hundred and sixty-one is the goal. Currently sitting at 984 with 34 days to go. Mm-hmm. Um, the um, rewards are the rewards are pretty good. It's just that when you transfer euros over to to American dollars, it gets a little pricey. But uh, if you like what you hear and you you know want to get you know a digital copy of the album, you know it's it's not a, you just put down 12 bucks or yeah, 13, yeah. 10 euros. Um, but from what I've heard, like I said, it sounds pretty good. So um, this one might be one to consider. Um, sounds good. But yeah, six backers, 34 days to go, about one quarter of the way there. Mm, gotcha, gotcha. So we should probably be able to check in on them one more time before that time frame is up. Oh yeah, at least two more times that day. Yeah. Well, let's let's talk about that actually right now. Like our next podcast that that we're scheduled to record is Christmas weekend. Yeah. What are we doing that? Yeah. And I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Like, when are we uh, gonna do that? Gonna have we are gonna have tea and we are gonna fucking record a podcast. <laughs> Christmas goddamn day. 
Yeah, uh, it, 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 that's what it takes. I mean, I don't have the kids this year, so. Huh? I don't have the kids this year, so, I mean, you know. Yeah, exactly. Pretty fair game here, I guess. Exactly. So, yeah. we're good. Um, but, yeah. We deliver every two weeks like it's Christmas, except this time it literally is Christmas. It, 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 we're, it's literally Christmas. That's crazy. That like The timing is, is like that. It's, it's wild. Literally Christmas. God damn it. Damn. Yep. All right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that, that's it for that part. Cool. All right. So, should I want? What do you want, Dan? <laughs> After Black Friday, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, I, I actually finally just got all these CDs burned onto my computer and put onto my iPod. So, oh damn! Um, once I, I have a I have a very glorious new additions to my my um my car uh my car listening. That's um, wonderful. I just I currently just want to fill in some gaps on the uh on the collections because um um let's see um finished the Lord dying um. I, I I got most of the death albums. I just need one more that wasn't re-released. Um, I got some of the, the rest of the Baroness albums, so I'm missing. The oh, ones. nice. Um, stuff from Carnifex. I'm almost done with getting Cradle of Filth. Um, getting more into them. So these are these are just small little things as far as that goes. But also I um yeah. It's, should I want? I think for next time is going to be like my discussing my goals for us for for next year. I'm not claiming next year as ours. I just have goals. I I I can appreciate that. I can appreciate that. Yeah. Sounds good. So, so yeah, that's that's where I stand with should I want. That's cool. That's cool. I I don't have anything that I actually want like. <laughs> I, I I did my 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 traditional ruin Christmas type of thing, or at least ruin one gift type of thing, because um, uh-huh. I, uh, I I told you about the Dune Pod podcast, and so they review movies um um and whatnot, and they they recently did oh not recently but I recently listened to their episode on Blade Runner, and they do an episode on Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which I never saw, so I'm like all right. We don't own these movies. Let's let me buy these movies. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna find them. And I found a, a great double pack, Blu-ray, uh, Blade Runner and Blade 20, Blade Runner 2049. And I bought it. And I was like, all right, I'm gonna surprise Brandy with it. And I couldn't contain the surprise, of course. So I was like, hey, Brandy, you know what? Uh, when it, when an Amazon package comes, like you can open it. It's it's movies for us to, to so we can listen to these episodes together. And watch movies together, and she's like, "Return it." I'm like, "Why?" She's like, "I got it for you for Christmas." I'm like, "Fuck!" <laughs> you know, and like I've done this so many times <laughs> throughout my life. Like, I need to stop buying stuff from like October to like December. I'm not allowed to buy anything. This is this is why this is why I tell you specific things to get to to tell me to buy for you. I know, I know, I know. I know, and that's like, like shit. Because God like basically, it. if if I get you something and you already have it, it's mine. I know. Well, I know. I mean, that's 
because that's why we buy homework gifts for each other. By <laughs> <laughs> like that time, I bought you a double of a Frank Zappa record by mistake, quote unquote. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then I got a third copy of it. Shut up! What? I, I I got a copy of it from from Pat and the Pat Gessner box of fun. Oh my god, that's hilarious! That is hilarious! Wow. Uh, but yeah, like I don't have any, I don't have any shit I want. I like I'm not even gonna talk to anything into existence at this moment. Like by after Christmas, I'll be able to have a list of things that I want because you know we'll see what I get. You know. Right on. So then, how about a rabbit hole? So yes, I had I had previously talked about a rabbit hole. So I'm listening to a few of the records from our next uh, ten word review. Um, do there's no what that is? Can we talk about that? We we, we, we still keep it hush hush even though it's already been guessed. Alright, copy that, copy that. Anyway, so I was listening to the first record, first two or three records, um, and one of their demos, which I had assumed was a record, but it's not a record, blah, 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 that's why we got into that discussion the other day. Um, but because of that, I listened, I went and listened to um, Garage Incorporated, uh, by Metallica, their cover, their cover album, because they do a couple, of, they do a cover of like this one of these songs. I was like, uh-huh. you know what? I haven't, I haven't listened to that in a while. Let me listen to that. Um, and then I was listening to it, and I got up to Sabracadabra, their cover of Sabracadabra. I'm like, oh no, oh no, 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 no. And I went on a full on Black Sabbath fucking rabbit hole. Like yeah. I went, I went straight down it. And I went, I listened to the Ozzy era Black Sabbath up until Sabbath Bloody Sabbath, which, by the way, may trump volume four as my favorite Sabbath record. Uh, because it's the best Sabbath record? Well, I mean, but volume four has been my favorite Sabbath record for fucking decades. Yeah, and you've been <laughs> wrong the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, listen, like, the, like the, the, the the first four tracks on that record they just what they just fucking are too good between fucking Sabbath Bloody Sabbath, National Acrobat, and Sabracadabra. All those three all those three tracks with the instrumental in between. Oh done. Fucking done. Yeah. Oh man. And then I follow that up of course my first so of course the first five albums of Black Sabbath's career with Ozzy up to Black to Sabbath Bloody Sabbath. And then I went and skipped ahead to Heaven and Hell, Mob Rules, and Dehumanizer. Of course. Yeah. The Dio stuff. And that was it. I had to stop. I was like, all right, it's too far. It's too far. I, I'd like to have a word with you. And so would Tony Martin. <laughs> I was waiting for that. I think that's why I stopped. I wanted to hear the reaction from you, specifically. Because yeah, you're a penis. <laughs> Yeah, but I so I went down a black Sabbath rabbit hole because of our ten word review uh, artist. So that that was pretty cool. I don't, I don't. Um, my rabbit hole right now is the one that I I discussed earlier as far as doing all the Instagram research um, because I feel as far as our social media goes. I feel like the one that has the most potential for growth, the, the easiest growth, is the Instagram page because we've gone up a lot. Uh, oh yeah, like yeah. at least at least at least a new follower almost every day. Oh yeah, yeah, at least. Uh, so we, I think we've gone up by about 
uh, somewhere between 75 and 100 in the past few months. Oh, sure. Um, yeah. And, you know, with with continued with continued research and whatnot and following more bands and and all that good stuff and and listening to more of the music um i figure that we can get to a certain milestone before the end of the year um but i've been putting more effort into that than i have been twitter because i can't think of too many things you know to to tweet about yeah you know? yeah yeah no. I, I, you, you do the retweet of the metal meme of the not the metal meme of the day, but the this day in metal thing. I saw that. Actually, I I did I did have a tweet today that said I'm wrapping presents while while watching a Cannibal Corpse video. Very 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 festive, very evil. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, of course. But um, yeah, I I we just I'm just trying to get more usage out of the social media side of things, which is going to also include our Discord channel in the future. Cool, cool. Which I, I, because of my my involvement with the uh, the Doom Pod Discord, I'm actually like I'm actually understanding what Discord is all about, and I actually really, really, really like it. So I will try to do my best to help you with that one. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll I gotta teach you how to um, share the invite link to our page to our channel. Oh yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, um, but either way, that is the rabbit hole. Um, Next up uh, is the Legacy of the Beast. Uh, yeah, let's, I, let's, let's hear it. Just one level. That's it. <laughs> just one level. I mean, just one level. Leveled up a little bit. Got more souls. So it's it's just um, I find myself having it's a lot easier for me to just like get into like catching Pokemon than it is for me to play the game Legacy of the Beast. Uh, okay, so, I gotcha. Like if I got if I, I had a choice, I'm catching Pokemon. I, I was gonna say I've noticed that your your Pokemon gift giving has increased in the last uh, couple of weeks, so it's been uh, it's been good. We're almost yeah. we're almost best friends. We're a couple of days away. Bestest buddies. But, Bestest buddies. Uh, trying to get to trying to get to level thirty eight so I can actually try and uh, you know do do the uh, do the Fred Shack headquarters uh, hook stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That way, that way, I never have to leave the house. <laughs> All I have to do is catch one and, and and spin one for my streaks and keep that alive, and I'll never have to leave the house again. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> next section up is a little light reading, which is supposed to be technically for uh, any sort of music biographies or music books that we are reading at a given time. I am currently reading uh, The Prince by Nicola Machiavelli. Nice. So that is not, obviously, a music book. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> well, I I am currently reading Dune again for the for the third time. Uh, so, according to my, to previously on, that is a music book. No. Um, of course you would. <laughs> but... Uh, thoroughly enjoying my reread of uh, of Dune. I love rereading books and kind of catching things I, I missed the first time, uh, or the second time, or in the case of Lord of the Rings, the hundredth time, whatever. Um, so, um, yeah, I've been enjoying that. And again, I still have my I still have a few that are on my my docket. I but like I'm getting more and more into reading, and I'm really really enjoying it again. So I'm trying. To get through a few books before I, I like kind of get into something anything kind of new, you know. Yeah. So like I said, I still have to finish. I still have to finish the Metallica docu- uh, biography got me, and um, the uh, the Nurgle book, 
So. Right on, right on. And then this one I added, um, this new section I added, because um, I have, you know, I have a lot of music DVDs and whatnot, and, you know, there's there's so much material out there to be watched aside from listened to. So I call it For Your Viewing Pleasure. Mm-hmm. And I like it. Basically for, you know, if I'm watching a Blu-ray or a DVD or something like that. Um, and I didn't have anything for this section until today. Um, and I was watching... Um, so, so... In in March, um, what Cannibal um, Corpse is coming around to San Antonio, and I really want to go see the show, and it's right around uh, a friend's wedding, so I'm actually postponing uh, my trip by a day so I can go see the uh, see Cannibal Corpse, and Lindsay travels that same day, so I travel. Oh damn! So I'm, I'm going out of my way to to do that. Um, and then, um, so I so I was sitting there and I was wrapping gifts today, uh, going try you know trying to get a heads up on on Christmas because it's literally two weeks away now. Oh my um, god, yeah. And so I just went on to YouTube and on my YouTube um, watch later list, I have um, a Cannibal Corpse live DVD. But I couldn't find it because I wasn't signed in on my TV in my bedroom. So I just typed in Cannibal Corpse and it came up with some live, like full live sets. So I watched their set from Bloodstock 2018. Um, and needless to say, it was awesome. Um, weird thing is seeing them in the daytime, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sure. Very, very odd to say the least. Um, uh, but I gotta say that a couple things about it. One, Corpse Grinder's a pretty funny guy because he, he pretty much challenged, he challenged the audience to keep up with him headbanging, and he goes, "I win the and then he carries on with the song. That's hilarious. Um, the uh, one of the guitar players, I believe his name is Rob Barrett. Um, he looks like um, the death metal version of Jerry Garcia, which That's is why I, why I laughed at the beard oil thing because it's like I'm sure he used that shit. The um, their secondary guitar player um, barely got any sort of um, time on screen. <laughs> I was like, oh, I feel bad for the guy, kind of. Yeah. He, yeah, you should be able to, you know, see him a little bit, maybe, you know. Maybe. He, he is there, but um, but overall, the the material was was awesome. Um, there was a nice little bit of uh, ambience because it started to rain during the set. Um, crazy mosh pits, good quality material. Just you know, just just a, you know, not obviously not uh super crazy crazy professionally done because it was done with like five cameras uh-huh. um, but it was still entertaining to watch and i really enjoyed it so i'm looking forward to uh seeing them live even more now so well that's great um but that's what i watched so far um and what actually gave me the idea 
do that was um, in my Black Friday shopping, I bought a DVD of Immortal playing at Vakken in 2007. Oh, badass. Okay, yeah. I gotta watch that, so. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, Fuck so, yeah. so that's, that is the, that is my, um, um, for your viewing pleasure. I like this section because I tend I tend to watch music documentaries when I get a chance. So like that's something I can definitely uh, contribute to eventually when I have a yeah. chance. I like it. I like it a lot. Hell yeah. And that's what and that's what I said uh, when you were talking about the Metallica ones before. Like that's that's your section right there. Yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely right on that one. Yeah. And with that, we go to our next commercial break. For those of you that love that doom stoner genre of rock and roll and heavy metal, make your way over to the Cosmic Peddler, selling CDs, cassettes, and of course plenty of vinyl from the best artists on labels such as Fotherama Records, Cosmic Artifacts, and Stoner Witch Records, among many others. Head over to thecosmicpeddler.com now. All right, so from the comfort of your home, we had already talked about the Metallica one. Uh, but Trivium has announced two live stream shows set to unfold over two weekends in December. Uh, both events will take place with the band's brand new headquarters known as The Hangar in Orlando, Florida. This is the official streaming follow-up to 2020's massively successful A Light or A uh, Distant Mirror streaming event. While the band did con- conduct several free streaming events after the fact, this is the official follow-up. So read the rest on the article. Let's see what happens here. All right. These events are incredibly special, and here's why. The weekend shows serve as the official debut of The Hangar. They coincide with the release of a new Hangar website portal, which is where the events will be broadcast from. This will be the online home of The Hangar and be the nerve center of future Trivium events, merch drops, and or and other public um, activities from the space. It is also a 10-year celebration of the release of the band's critically acclaimed album in Waves. So here's what the band will be taking doing. Ultimately, the streaming events are a summary of everything Trivium is and everything the band has become over the last few years. They've reached a creative summit with their latest three albums, The Sin and the Sentence, What the Dead Men Say, and this year's In the Court of the Dragons remain ahead of the curve as they were early adapters of the Twitch platform and have built the hangar as their own house for content creation so looks like they're going to be performing in waves in its entirety on the first night which is actually tonight saturday december 11th um apparently fit for an autopsy at a pre-show and then next saturday saturday december 18th they are uh, this one's called the hangar dead men and dragons uh let's see what this one says dead men and dragons is a celebration of the last two years, two albums, The Hanger, The Metal Tour of the Year, and of course, A Light or A Distant Mirror, said bassist Apollo. Um, yeah, so they're going to be celebrating the last two albums, which, again, I've been obsessed with the last two albums for a while now, so I think it's fantastic that they're uh, they're going to be doing like almost a whole night worth of those the tracks from those two records, so that's pretty badass. Very cool. Yeah, that's exciting. All right. You ready for some festivals? Always. Let's see. I think I got... Yes, I did. I pulled it up here. All right. I'm going to read, and then we're going to go through a list. Where'd it go? Here it is. All right. So Danny Wimmer Presents has announced the lineup 
for the 2022 edition of the Welcome to Rock- Rockville Festival. Featuring, uh, I'm sorry, returning to its new home at the iconic Daytona International Speedway in Daytona Beach, Florida over the weekend of May 19th through the 22nd, 2022. The event features previously announced headliners Guns N' Roses, Foo Fighters, Kiss and Corn. These music legends will be joined by the equally impressive who's who of rock and metal, including Five Figure Death Punch, Shine Down, Smashing Pumpkins, Breaking Benjamin, Megadeth, Jay's Addictions, Papa Roach, Rise Against, Hailstorm, Hail In This Moment, Seether, Bush, and many more, including Buzzworthy, Up and Comers, Mammoth, V, WVH, Dirty Honey, Poppy, Plush, and more. Cool. I oh wait, that's welcome to Rockville. Yeah, I've been seeing I've been seeing the lineup for that, and and uh, like, yeah, I was gonna say I have the, I have the lineup up here right now. So yeah, I, I keep say, seeing Instagram posts for it. So let's check this out. So Thursday, May nineteenth, headlined by Kiss. All right, then you got Five Finger Death Punch, Papa Roach, In This Moment, Black Label Society, Down, Clutch, Mammoth, WVH, Bad Wolves, Fuel, El Nino. Uh, Tetrak, uh, Shaman's Harvest, Plush, Gemini Syndrome, Solace, uh, Sol- Solace, uh, Oxymorons, and Mood Ring. Okay. Then on Friday, May 20th, you got Corn headlining with Breaking Benjamin, Megadeth, Seether, Skillet, Parkway Drive, Ministry, In Flames, Seven Dust, Haybreed, The Black Dahlia Murder, Don Rocco, New Year's Day, Stick to Your Guns, Dead. Uh, Diamante, Death Tour, and Archetypes Collide. Oh man, then Saturday, May 21st, got Guns N' Roses headline with Shine Down, Rise Against, Bush, Jerry Cantrell, Nothing More, Baroness, Dirty Honey, Alex is on Fire, John Five, Sick of It All, Saint Sonia, Agnostic Front, The Violent, Against the Current, uh, Saint Electric, Afterlife, and Widow Seven. And last but not least here, Sunday, May 22nd, headlined by Foo Fighters with Smashing Pumpkins, Jane's Addiction, Hailstorm, The Pretty Reckless, The Struts, Poppy, The Who, that's H-U, Spirit Box, Bones UK, The Chats, Radkey, Lilith Czar, Motor Sister, Poor, Poor Stacy, Nova Twins, The Mysterines, and Air. Badass. Sounds like awesome to me. Yeah, it's it. There's a little bit. There's a little bit of everything on this tour, on this, this festival, and like every day has like at least like probably a, a like a handful of bands that I would want to see. So it's not like one day is better than the other. Yeah. Although I think like maybe Friday would be the best day, only because you got Corn, Megadeth, Ministry, and Flames, Seven Dust, Hatebreed, all in one day. So that's pretty fucking sweet. Yup. All right. After wrapping a successful and uninterrupted fall 2021 tour, Alice Cooper recently announced a run of January and February dates ahead of a headline appearance on the Monsters of Rock cruise, which takes place February 9th through the 14th. Also, Cooper has confirmed a slate of new spring 2022 dates, kicking off on March 18th in Connecticut and wrapping on April 23rd in California. Support will come from Buck Cherry on most dates, with Ace Fraley appearing on some other shows. And no Texas dates whatsoever. 
not even close. Not even close. Even like like a, like a womp womp to like not even to San Antonio. Like no, that's not even Texas. Yeah, not even to the big fucking three. Not even to Houston or Austin or fucking Dallas. What? Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. So so you better announce some more dates soon. I say boo on you, Alice Cooper. Boo on you, buddy. Boo on you. All right. One-offs here. Well, while we're touring these, we should mention that you and I and our lovely partners have secured tickets to see Iron Maiden in September of next year. Among other things, yes. That is exciting. I mean, we haven't seen Maiden. I don't think I've seen Maiden since what? Fucking. I don't even remember. Since that was that was since uh since the last Legacy of the Beast tour. Right, so that was what, 2017? Uh, For us? Maybe? I don't remember. I want to say, because I think I saw Metallica, I saw Metallica and Iron Man within like 10 days of each other, and that was in 2017. Gotcha. All right. We're going into one-offs now. So David David Lee Roth has uh, added four more shows to his upcoming Las Vegas residency. In addition to playing at Mandalay Bay's House of Blues on December 31st, January 1st, 5th, 7th, and 8th, the Van Halen singer will now also perform on January 14th through the 15th and January 21st through the 22nd. Remember, these are supposed to be his final shows. He's not to perform. He's not going to be performing again after this, allegedly. 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 All right, we're into Isolate Show. Dan, have you seen anything recently? Nope. No, I have not because it can't go anywhere. But uh, let me tell you, next year I'm going to some shit. Like going to some shit. I like well because here's the thing. Like we just had a year, eighteen months, whatever you want, however much time you want to say, without shows, everything's coming back around right now. I'm not missing my chance, so I'm going to go to all the shows that I fucking can. Oh, yeah. I mean, I... And I'm going to travel. I got you. I got you. I mean, yeah. I even agreed to go to Austin for the for the Iron Maiden show, so, I mean, that's a big deal for me. It's a big deal. Yeah. So, so I will I will say, like, some, some things I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make mention of... Um, that's that's coming around that I'm that I'm I'm hopefully maybe gonna go see. Um, Fit for an autopsy is coming to San Antonio. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Martin Barr from Jethro Tull coming to San Antonio. Obituary coming to San Antonio. Um, Steve I Nile. Um, I'm, I already bought my tickets to see Dickinson's uh, spoken word tour. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, uh, you got Omnium Gatherum playing in Austin one day. Following day uh, is Bitfest, which uh, is going to be involving a band named Bitfor- uh, Bitforce, which is uh, a San Antonio uh, like Nintendo music band. Gotcha, uh, gotcha, gotcha. Designed by Megaran, who is a basically a video game based rapper. Okay. Um, and then that. Uh, that Sunday, so basically this is like day, like like Onion Gathering is Friday, Bitfest is Saturday. On Sunday, Static X is playing in Houston, the new Static. Oh shit! Act. So that might be a thing. Cannibal Corpse coming to San Antonio, Sepultura coming to Houston, 
the darkness coming to Austin, Apocalyptica coming to Austin, Testament, the 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 Bay Area Strikes Back tour coming to Austin. Yeah, Fall, yeah. Coming to San Antonio. These are the shows that I'm like, dude, I gotta go to these shows. Sweet, man, fuck. So yeah, this this is gonna be this is gonna be a year. Badass. Well, yeah, we gotta make up for the last, like you said, the last like fucking year and a half to two years by this point. Exactly. I mean, you still got your Ramstein show next September that you've been waiting for since 2019. So fuck. Yeah. And and of course, like five days before that is the Iron Maiden show. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's uh, that's those are two big spectacular shows in the same month. That's wild. Yeah. What's going to be interesting about the Iron Maiden show is that everyone. Everyone who was talking about buying tickets for it was like, yo, get them fast because they're playing a small venue. So apparently this is not the biggest of venues. That's going to be, that's interesting. That's very interesting. I'm glad we got our, I'm glad we got our tickets. I'm glad they weren't as expensive as I had, as I had expected for yeah. them to be. Well, uh, so. here's, here's, I don't think I told you this. Here's where we lucked out. I went onto, I, I knew that they were going on sale at nine o'clock in the morning on pre-sale day. I woke up late. <laughs> Of course, <laughs> of course you did. I feel like sleep. By the time it hit around 10.30, 10.45, I remember that they were on sale, so I went to go look. And of the cheap section, there was one section left, and there were scattered seats, and there was one area that had four seats. And I was nice. like, I'm taking them all. Bye. <laughs> so, I, so I took them all, and that is our spot. Nice. I'm pumped. I'm really pumped. So, yeah, that's happening. Yeah, that's exciting. All right. Are we ready to head into the charts? Yes, the charts. Charts. All right, we've got no, no noteworthy points. So let's head right into the top 200 Billboard charts. And remember, for all our new listeners, we have an appreciation for pop music here on the Texas side of Trash Act. Um, so, we have chosen Taylor Swift as our pop culture, our pop music representative, and we keep track of her on the Billboard charts as well as anything resolving, revolving around hard rock or heavy metal. And I believe, I, I, I don't think we're going to pass the 10 that we had last time. I don't know. That was a record breaker for her. That was a record breaker. All right. Are you ready for the top five? Yes. Top five. Number one is the new album from Adele. I knew that. Um, I knew that was coming. I knew that. And I knew that was coming. That was not. A, that's not a surprise whatsoever. Not a surprise mm-hmm. whatsoever. Not at all. All right. But number two is Red Taylor's version by Taylor Swift. So that's the number one. It's number one for her. All right. Number three, and this should be no surprise whatsoever to anybody, is Christmas by Michael Bublé. Oh shit. Yep. We should also mention that during this time of year, we keep track of all Christmas albums on the top 200. By the way, real quick. Yes, please. by now, you've lost Wham again. Have you oh, lost Oh, no. Them? No, I have not. I have not. So two years ago, when I first started playing the game, I was out within 24 hours. I made it through Christmas last year. All right? And I, I'm, I'm surviving this year. And you know why? I think the main reason, the main reason is there's two reasons why. I don't listen to to main. I don't listen to terrestrial radio, so that's one big reason. And number two, I don't work retail. Fair enough. Fair enough. So I'm still waiting for H E B to get me. 
That's that's the only way it's gonna happen. It's the only way <laughs> I can see it happening. <laughs> Just imagining you in the middle of an H E B. Damn you, H E B. Damn you. I would, I'd be I'd be fucking upset. I'd be fucking crushed if that were to happen. Especially if I go there like on like fucking like Christmas Eve or something like that, and like no. You, you'd be pulling like the the platoon on your knees, getting oh, shot. Oh, oh yeah, I'm full full on will of the phone that one. Yeah, absolutely. All right, number four is the album Sour by Olivia Rodrigo, and number five is Certified Lover Boy by Drake. All right, and now we get into the scrolling. Remember, we do mention all of the Christmas albums during this time of year. So speaking of which, number 10 is a Charlie Brown Christmas soundtrack by the Vitz Garaldi, Garaldi Trio. Here's, here's not a surprise. Actually, no, I'm sorry. The Christmas song by Nat King Cole is at number 13. And here's the biggest lack of surprise ever is Mariah Carey, Merry Christmas at number 14. Uh, a Christmas gift for you from Phil Spector, I think that is. Uh, that's Various Artists is at number 16. The very best, the best of the Pentatonics. Oh, that makes sense. The Pentatonics Christmas. The best of the Pentatonics Christmas is at 17. Christmas Classics by Bing Crosby is at number 18. Let It Be, the soundtrack by The Beatles is at number 19. The Andy Williams Christmas album is at number 20. All right, Evermore by Taylor Swift is at number 21. So that's two. That's two for our girl Taylor. Queen's Greatest Hits is at number 24. All right, here we go. Now we're getting a little bit of scrolling here. All right. Fearless, Taylor's version is at number 33. Lover by Taylor Swift is at number 34. That's four for her in the top 40. Beatles, Abbey Road is at number 36. Folklore by Taylor Swift is at number 40. That's five for her in the top 40 already. When Christmas Comes Around by Kelly Clark is at number 42. Wrapped in Red, which I'm guessing is another Christmas album by Kelly Clarkson, is at number 46. Rumors by Fleetwood Mac is at number 50. Diamonds by Elton John is at number 52. Thinking about it now, I think the only way that, that Taylor Swift could beat her record is if she had a Christmas album. Don't, don't hey, she she might surprise drop one on you next week, bro. Yeah, she, she <laughs> might. She just might. Uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer by Gene Autry is at number 66. White Christmas by Bing Crosby is at number 68. Evergreen oh by Pentatonix is at number 72. Uh, I'm guessing this is the new album from Robert Plant and Alison Krauss. Raise the Roof is at number 78. Strange. Yeah. What's that? Strange title. Yeah, it really, it is. The classic Christmas album by Elvis Presley is at number 79. Nirvana's Nevermind is at number 81. Whamageddon, Last Christmas, the soundtrack. George Michael and Wham at number 86. Wham again. Legend, the best of Bob Marley and the Whalers at number 89. 
1971, The Road Starts Here, the uh, EP from Aerosmith that was released for Record Store Day, is a new entry at number 91. Very interesting. Wasn't expecting that. The Jackson 5 Christmas Album is a re-entry at number 98. Greatest Hits by Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers at number 99. Foo Fighters, Greatest Hits is at 101. Do, 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 do. Seasons Green is from Perry Como. is at 110. Credence Clearwater Revivals. Greatest Hits is at number 111. The Lockdown Sessions by Elton John is at 115. Speak Now by Taylor Swift is at 116. That's number 6 for our girl Taylor. Feliz Navidad is at number 120. Prince in the Revolution, the Purple Rain soundtrack, 121. Under the Mistletoe by Justin Bieber, 124. Metallica's Black Album, 130. 1989 by Taylor Swift is at 133. That's seven for our girl Taylor. A Legendary Christmas by John Legend is at 137. Back in Black. By ACDC, he's at 141. Doom Crew Incorporated, the new album from Black Label Society, debuts at number 142. Christmas Eve and Other Stories by Trans-Siberian Orchestra is at 145. Wow, what? The Life Aquatic with Steve Sizu, the soundtrack from that movie, is at 148 as a re-entry. What? I don't know. I don't get it. That's that's random as shit. Uh, the Beatles one is at one fifty two. Do do do. Doctor Seuss's How the Grinch Stole Christmas soundtrack is at one sixty one. Greatest Hits by Guns N' Roses is at one sixty two. Berry Christmas by Chuck Berry is at one sixty five. Lincoln Park's Hybrid Theory is at 166. No, no, no. You Make It Feel Like Christmas by Gwen Stefani is at 177. The Very Best of the Beach Boys, Sounds of Summer is at 179. Michael Jackson's Thriller is at 183. A Holly Dolly Christmas by Dolly Parton, 184. Reputation by Taylor Swift is at 185. That's number eight for our girl, Taylor. The very best of Nickelback can go to hell. Greatest Dang. hits by Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band, 193. No, see, I don't. I like I like Nickelback. I like Nickelback. I can deal with that. But greatest hits? Come on. I mean, All right. you have a lot more hits than you, and then you'd be, we'd be willing to... Uh... I'm sure, yeah. You're probably right. You got it. I, I'm just jumping on the on the shit on them bandwagon. But, um, you know, I do listen to them. You nerd. All right. Josh Groban, Noel, is at 195. And closing out the top 200 at number 200 is a Pentatonix Christmas by the Pentatonix. Oh, wow. That's a lot of Christmas. Holy shit. That's a lot of Christmas and eight for our girl Taylor. She got pushed off by two albums by fucking Christmas music. Jeez. Fucking a lot of Christmas music, brother. That's fucking wild. 
No, you know that time of year. It is that time of year. I mean, people just kind of put that shit on in the background. The most fucking wonderful time of the year, according to the song. Allegedly. 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 So, with that out of the way, and understanding that Queen is, of course, number one in the hard rock charts because of course, yeah, I mean, yeah. We go on to our discussion, which we decided last time was going to be an albums on blast segment. And we decided specifically on the album Rising by Rainbow. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. We decided that. No, we didn't. No, we decided that it was a possibility. We decided on peace of mind. No, last time we said, like, dude, listen to the, listen to the last podcast. I, mm, buddy, I, I, I specifically remember that we decided to do peace of mind, and then we had rising as a consideration. Okay. Like for the next one, that's what I remember. No way. Did I fuck do up? A previous, do a previously on, and listen to the old podcast. <laughs> oh, because I am prepared for peace of mind. Fuck. And I am not. <laughs> and you're prepared so we, for rising. We, need, we, we, we have to close out this episode and make a decision for next time. We, we have to close out this episode with a discussion of our previous discussions. Discussion. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to listen to this. All right, all right. All right, hold on a second. Confirm. Confirm. Mark, confirmation. Confirm what we discussed. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We will confirm right now that we will talk about peace of mind next time, but you will find that when you listen to the last podcast, I was right. We will see about that. I'm going to listen to it like right when I hang up on you, dude. I know. I, I'm, I'm fucking Eddie, yeah. <laughs> I, I am not making this. I am not making this shit up. I I I was ready. All right. So all right. Let's confirm the confirmation here. Yes. Next podcast. Peace of mind. Peace of mind. One hundred percent. Peace of mind. Iron Man. Okay. All right. Then the, should we just do the following podcast? Should we just do Rising? No. Or do you want to save Rising? We're gonna save Rising because I have plans. For I have to, I have to finish my review with Pat, which spoiler alert to people that's happening, and then I have plans for my first three reviews for next year, and I need to get to work on them. So copy that. All right. So um, peace of mind for real. Peace of mind for real. Album on blast next time Christmas. Booyah. Booyah. Merry Christmas, motherfuckers. Yeah, that's right. Peace of mind all up in your dick in a box. I don't know. So we're recording this on the 11th, so the 13th is going to be released. So I'm guessing we might as well talk, talk about the our episode on the 20th of uh, December. Monday is going to be the all-music episode on uh, Overkill Radio, and it's going to be all Christmas music. Is that correct? That is correct. I, I, I was supposed to get a list from Pat of all these different Christmas songs, but I will 
I will I'll find he'll he'll send me a list, I'll find several, but three hours worth of metal Christmas songs basically playing like the one like like the the one the various artists ones that already exist in their entirety and then a few extra songs. I was gonna say you should you should just play the Majestica album from last year. That was really fucking good. That that'll be one of the songs that ends up on there. I'm just not sure which yet. But, awesome, yeah. badass. Yeah, but next next uh, next week on Overkill Radio, um, seven to ten p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, you'll be able to hear a whole lot of Christmas music on our part. And then the two days after Christmas, we'll have our next podcast where we will discuss Iron Maiden's peace of mind without interruption. <laughs> without interruption and without fucking any kind of, we're going to confirm the confirmation. Good cat. <laughs> And, and I want you to confirm that right after this show. And I want, I want the, I want the I message. Know, I'm, going, I'm going, I'm going, I'm going to Spotify right after we're done here. I'm going, to, I'm going to skip all the way to the end and see what the fuck we talked about and go from there. Yeah, and and you know what? Until next time, you know what? I need some fucking, some some fucking food because I'm angry now. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah, ready. Angry. I'm angry. I yeah, got a cat I, I was ready too. Me. I was, re- I had. I had Wikipedia pages pulled up. I have my notes in my phone. I am good to go. <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> well, next time we'll talk about both. <laughs> no, no, we're doing we're doing no. peace of mind. Yeah, for sure, just peace of mind. Okay, all right. So until next time, I'm Dan Mac, and this is Chris Mac, and we are the slime, the very disorganized. <laughs> <laughs> the disagreeing slide. <laughs> <laughs>